Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. Uh, this is the Weekly Pint. Uh, used to be the show that is not a show. Now it's the show that is a show. And uh, we do it every week, every Monday. It's a live happy hour, an excuse for us to all hang out together, have a drink, uh, no matter how chaotic life gets. it's not. It's been a bad day for me. It's a been a bad evening i guess so i'm in a kind of a grumpy mood so i'm glad to sit down and uh just have a drink with uh with you guys uh the point of this show uh is to just sit around and uh and just pretend that we're sitting around a table at a bar at a happy hour and uh, having a drink together talking about whatever there is to talk about and there is plenty to talk about tonight uh, as i'm sure all of you guys are uh, well aware um, and we'll we'll hit uh, we'll hit some of that stuff, but uh, in the meantime, uh, because we're supposed to pretending be pretending that we're having a drink together, you have to tell me what it is you're drinking. So jump on the chat wherever you are, tell me what you're drinking, and uh, um, and we'll uh, that that helps us kind of pretend like we're all together. <laughs> you can uh, take part in the chat, like I mentioned, which we'll put up on the screen here in just a minute. Uh, you can also, you can call in. There's a, there's a, there's a phone number, 567-70-DRINK. That's 567-703-7465. You can call in and it'll pipe you right in here to the studio. Um, but the, uh, the chat is also an option. It still disappears and then comes back. It'll be back in a second. <laughs> it'll pop up right here on the screen. There you go. Um, Let's see. Uh, Marco is drinking psychopathy. Uh, let's see. Julia is drinking a uh, Westside Oktoberfest. Uh, Michael says Dort. I assume that's a Dortmunder. You're drinking a Dortmunder, <laughs> or are you calling me a dork? Uh, it could be either way. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to crack open a beer, uh, but my beer has a lot to do with what we are talking about, or the first thing we'll talk about, or one of the things we'll talk about. Uh, Michael says it might be the first weekly pint where he's actually having a beer. Uh, that's fine. We don't judge on the weekly pint. Uh, sometimes people uh, will have a sparkling water or a cocktail. Sometimes we drink lots of cocktails. Sometimes you drink uh, a cider. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's. It doesn't. We don't judge. We we don't judge at all. Um, I do have an empty glass though. Uh, Josh is drinking a Rheingeist Knowledge. I've been a knowledge for a while. I wonder if I have any knowledge. I don't think I have any knowledge. Um, I did drink the uh, uh, Titana Boa this weekend, uh, sitting by the pool, uh, the big 9%, 19.2 ounce cans. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> um, but man, I still just cannot wrap my head around this idea that the 19.2 ounce cans with big beers it just it's, it seems so backwards to me i'm not drinking a braxton beer even though i'm drinking out of a braxton glass um you guys should probably figure out what i'm drinking by all of the news that has happened in the last week um we're gonna go anchor steam uh one of my last few that i have left um marco says 19.2 cans are awesome i man i don't know uh, it's definitely not not my favorite way to uh, package a beer. Let <laughs> me put it that way. It's just, it's a lot of beer. You have to be drinking something that, in my opinion, you can knock back pretty quick. And Titanoboa, uh, as delicious as it was, I can't put it away fast enough to justify 19.2 ounces unless I'm splitting it with somebody, which I wasn't. Uh, this beer, uh, according to the, uh, the label, it says that it is handcrafted since 1896. Uh, Anchor Brewing, uh, San Francisco, California, brewed by Anchor Brewing Company, 12 fluid ounces. This is a little bit old, not terrible, uh, packaged in 
looks like April or so, so it's a little old. But um, and uh, full transparency, this is not the first one I've had out of the six pack, and uh, it was though uh, the first one I've had for a very long time. Guess I should save the bottle caps at some point. Um, <laughs> Brett says that 19.2s are car beers. Grab a single on your way home from work. Okay, just don't drink it in the car. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, a couple, uh, a few nights ago, we were, uh, we were hanging out. Um, uh, we were actually at Fibonacci. And then when we finished up there, we decided we were going to go hang out at the pool for a few hours before uh, the end of the night. And on the way to the pool, we decided we need to stop for some beer since I didn't plan ahead. I didn't pack a cooler. Uh, we stopped at a gas station, and uh, I was hoping that there would be some some good craft beer uh, options at the gas station we stopped at. There were not. Uh, so I did come back to the pool with several very large cans and bottles of things. It was all fine, but um, it was not amazing. <laughs> all right. We're going to pour this in here, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, this is... I guess the OG steam beer. I, I don't really know how the story of steam beer. I, I probably should have looked some of that up. Um, I can tell you that this is the steam beer since they trademarked it. Um, uh, California common is the, uh, the style that uh, other places will call it anchor steam with their relatively new um, strange uh, branding. I, uh, yeah, we'll talk about all of that. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about with this beer because, uh, I don't really understand a lot of things, including the, uh, the big rebrand of this, but all right, let me dive in here. All right. It, uh, it's copper. It's a, uh, kind of your, your standard. It looks, like, looks like a, like a copper lager. It's not a lager. It is one of those weird styles. It's kind of a hybrid between the two. Um, it's an ale that they were, trying to kind of make like a lager uh, if I'm again if I'm understanding the style correctly there is a whole bunch of uh, floral fruity uh, aromas that come off of this and some of that does kind of smell like uh, old hops to me <laughs> maybe a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of wet cardboard too. <laughs> A little, it's, a, it's not not super fresh. Not shouldn't to me. It shouldn't smell the way it does, but whatever. It's still not bad, but uh, ironically enough, I'm drinking out of this mug from Braxton's La Rosa's Lager, which is a kind of a red lager, so a beer that's in a lot of ways very similar to the California Common, except. It's a lager and doesn't have all of these kind of fruity esters. Um, I like it. I, I do like it. But uh, there's there's a big reason that I've not been running around just seeking out <laughs> a ton of uh, Anchor Steam over the last few years. It's because it's just not that exciting of a beer. It's not a bad beer, uh, but it's not it's not crazy. Excuse me. It's not crazy. Um, I would take uh, a lot of other kind of legacy beers uh, a lot sooner than this one. But 
It's not a bad beer. Uh, Anchor is not a bad brewery. Anchor makes some really great stuff, uh, or, or I guess did. Um, and uh, I think that's probably what makes it so sad that they're closing. <laughs> it's because they're not a bad brewery. They just kind of, they're hitting, well, I mean, let's, I guess we should go ahead and jump into it. We'll hit our, our first story, which uh, obviously is Anchor. Uh, these guys um, have been around uh, since the very beginning of craft beer. Uh, they are not, depending on who you ask, uh, if you read some of the press releases and some of the other news stories, uh, they are the oldest American craft brewery. <clears throat> that's that's not uh, legally, not even, it's not it's not true. Depending on whose definition you're looking at, uh, you've got Yingling that is still kind of doing their thing. Uh, and in a lot of ways doing it a lot more successfully than what anchor was. Um, but we'll leave gangling out of this discussion. <laughs> uh, anchor has been around since 1896. So they've been around a really long time, uh, almost as long as gangling. Um, they, however, did not really become a craft brewery until, uh, 1965 when they were acquired, um, by Fritz Maytag. Uh, I'm, incredibly fascinated by what the brewery was before 1965. If they weren't craft, <laughs> what were they? And how, how do you just all of a sudden become craft? Uh, what did the beer taste like? I, I have so many questions about, um, about this brewery. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to, wish I could travel back in time. Uh, we'll never know the answer. Obviously. Um, it's almost like saying, uh, that if you have a brewery that's making, uh, not great beer and their, uh, owners and brewers don't really care too much that they're, uh, not making great beer, uh, that it's not craft. <laughs> and, uh, I can, I can get behind that, but that means that we have, uh, a, a decent number of our, almost 10,000 breweries in this country that probably don't meet the definition. So uh, it's, it's all fascinating. It has nothing to do with the story of Anchor. They were acquired by Fritz Maytag in 1965 and became craft beer. They started this movement of what craft beer is. Uh, they inspired uh, countless places, uh, places that uh, um, are, are now also considered, um, you know, kind of, uh, craft Kickstarters, I guess. Um, Julia says, does anchor going away mean we'll never get a steam beer episode of the style files? Um, I imagine that unless somebody else picks up the uh, copyright to steam beer, uh, eventually it'll just become uh, public domain <laughs> and everybody can make steam beer. <laughs> uh, uh, you can, you can do California common. It's a uh, same thing. Um, so, uh, last week, uh, the uh, PR firm that uh, just kind of suddenly started representing Anchor put out a uh, press release uh, that uh, said that, uh, this is a, a direct quote, uh, unfortunately, today's economic pressures have made the business no longer sustainable, and we've had to make the heartbreaking decision to cease operations. So, Anchor Brewing shutting down. This is coming on the heels of them uh, pulling back distribution from the entire country, just into California, kind of as a last ditch effort. 
uh, I guess in the last um, uh, year or so, uh, there's been repeated efforts to sell the business, which fell short. Um, that's not saying a buyer couldn't still uh, kind of pop out through the uh, the process here of liquidating the business um but uh as of, as of right now it's 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 dead in the water which is it's strange uh it means uh, it's it's not currently closed that's where this all gets a little 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 more uh kind of foggy uh they are not producing anything at the brewery however they are still packaging the stuff that they have and they are still distributing the beer that uh, they have until the end of this month, which is uh, not long, just a couple weeks. Um, and the tap room will remain open for as long as it needs to, to kind of start working through some of that stock. And that is including a very small batch of this year's Christmas ale that they brewed before they told everybody that they weren't going to brew it, which is a whole other uh, strange, strange thing. <laughs> um I just realized that I don't have my my notes are in the other room. Okay, um, give me give me just a second to grab all of the stuff that I wanted to talk about about this. Let me let me run to my office really quick. Hang on, you guys talk amongst amongst yourselves. Sorry, I'm so scatterbrained tonight because of how crappy of a night it's been. My brain is not working the way it's supposed to. Um, I'm going to pull up some notes here that I... Paper notes. We don't ever do paper notes on this show. Uh, this is what happens when you kind of halfway prep for a show. Let me just... Hold it up in front of me here and I can read them. Um, uh, Sapporo. Okay, so Anchor was acquired by Sapporo after um, after being kind of run by uh, Fritz Maytag and uh, that group of people for, for a long time in 2017. Uh, Sapporo acquires the brand and according to a lot of people, there's actually, there's a really good article over on uh, Vine Pair that um, uh, you, you should probably go read. I should, if I could put a, a link up here, I would, but I, that's too complicated. Um, they uh, They kind of dove into a little bit of, how a lot of people are feeling like uh, Sapporo uh, sunk the brand. Uh, I've heard some great theories about it maybe being on purpose, um, but they um, uh, they go into a couple couple details about it. Um, number one, uh, the biggest thing to me that kind of destroyed this in the last uh, few years, when Sapporo came in and bought uh, Anchor, they immediately kind of dove into the brewery to kind of modernize it and upgrade it, which is, which is absolutely great. Uh, I, I imagine that there was some, uh, some age on that brew house. It's kind of also part of what made it what it was. Um, but that's neither here or there. They wanted to modernize it, automate a lot of things. Uh, they really wanted to make Sapporo in anchor brewing company, which, um, is, 
for a lot of reasons, probably not the smartest decision. Uh, the biggest one being Anchor Steam. This is a beer before a lot of the modern advancements of brewing technology, a lot of understanding of, of easier, more efficient, faster ways to make craft beer. They used open fermentation for a lot of their uh, fermenting vessels, which is great for a beer like Anchor Steam, uh, probably not so much for a Japanese rice lager. <laughs> it uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily translate. Uh, yet they still tried to uh, to do it. Uh, they they automated a lot of the brew house stuff, um, and it didn't really uh, uh, didn't really work. <laughs> a lot of the things that they tried to upgrade um, were not done well. I read about uh, the bottling line when they installed it uh, a little while later. The the bolts down to the concrete actually broke themselves loose because it was just not installed correctly. Like, lots of stuff like that. It was just just kind of a half-ass attempt of trying to upgrade the brew house, from what I hear. This is not my first-hand knowledge, of course. Um, there's uh, some reports of um, people uh, within the uh, uh, the brewery itself um, saying that the uh, the parent company Sapporo USA would uh, would change the brewing schedule last minute uh, for various reasons, always different reasons, um, which for anybody who is kind of familiar with brewery operations can make things a little chaotic and uh, doesn't always work very very well if you don't have the ingredients you need to make the beer that now suddenly you're being told you're supposed to brew. Uh, just a lot of uh, chaos. <laughs> which I'm very familiar with. And I can tell you that it uh, does not lend to uh, efficiency. <laughs> it makes things more difficult than it needs to be. Um, uh, what else do we have? Uh, the rebrand. Obviously, this is a strange thing for anybody who is a fan of uh, Anchor Steam from before. Uh, this, is, this is not what people love about Anchor. Uh, I'm glad they kept the bottle shape, at least, and the goofy little labels, but um, the color, it, uh, everything just seems uh, like it doesn't understand what it is. And what it is is a, uh, a heritage brand, something that uh, reminds us of uh, something that is past. Um, the biggest thing, I think, I can't sit here and read notes while I'm talking about this, uh, Sapporo, um, a couple years after buying Anchor, also buys Stone. You guys are familiar with Stone. Um, they they bought Stone, which is a much more modern brew house out there in San Diego. Uh, from from what I'm understanding, they were kind of the driving force about Stone also opening up an East Coast facility, which is interesting. Um, as soon as they bought stone, uh, they started making Sapporo there. Um, didn't really give two shits about, uh, anchor after that. They didn't need the brew house to, to produce the beer. Um, and obviously the, uh, steam brand didn't mean anything to Sapporo USA. <laughs> um, uh, Tagabrew says that it also sounds like Sapporo was driving out, uh, experienced anchor employees and replacing with inexperienced Sapporo managers. Uh, I think you nailed that too. Colin says, uh, they probably kept the bottle shape because they had tens of thousands of that bottle already bought. That's, that is also possible. Uh, I there's, uh, does, so what is Sapporo? Sapporo probably has its own like signature bottle that has like 
Sapporo etched in it or something. Um, uh, but even then, like at least they didn't go like you know cans or something. It you know, could have been a lot worse. But uh, I, I think what I walk away from it with is this idea um, that yes, uh, Anchor Steam is not the modern face of what craft beer is, um, but I think it has it, it could have a place to live within that in the same way that um, some other heritage older brands still can exist. Uh, Sapporo at the helm of that brand was doomed from the beginning. Um, kind of on that same note, um, I know that uh, some of you uh, will say that it's just another sign that there are too many breweries, which I disagree with uh, wholeheartedly. Um, I will say that like you, you take this specific example and you've got a brewery that's making, uh, we'll say 60,000 barrels a year. Um, granted that was shrinking year after year, but, uh, that is just a uh, barrelage that could be made at a different brewery that is maybe a little more local focused and, uh, kind of more of what people want. Um, but, um, it's sad. It's sad to see a brewery that uh, uh, kind of uh, created so much of what, what craft beer is and inspired so many people to uh, just uh, just kind of fizzle out and uh, almost be, you know, kind of snuffed out by somebody else that doesn't uh, doesn't feel good. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm sad to see it go. But uh, it is it is what it is. <laughs> it is progress. Um, I do hope that uh, somebody buys the brand and is able to uh, to keep it alive somehow. Um, I don't know what that looks like or what that means or how or why somebody would do that, but um, that's that's just my own uh, hopes and dreams, <laughs> which, as we all know, hopes and dreams get us very far uh, in this world. <laughs> uh, that's that's about all that I have kind of uh, to say about Anchor. Um, it's just sad. It's it's like uh, uh, it's 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 like watching a uh, a loved one just kind of slowly die. You know, they're not dead yet. I mean, it's it's right here, but you know they're going to be gone really soon, and that it's just a sad thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some of it to make me feel a little better. Moving on, uh, something a little more craft beer. Oktoberfest. I was at Westside the other day, the first local brewery to tap their Oktoberfest. Um, since then, I believe Sonder has also tapped theirs. Um, I've not tried this year's version of theirs yet, um, but man, I, I drank a bunch of these, and it was really good. <laughs> and it's got me pretty excited about uh, this year's Oktoberfest quest, which uh, I do want to talk about. It. That's kind of why I put this on here. It's just so we could talk about... Um, uh, Oktoberfest quest. What this is, is, um, a very loose, unofficial competition that I do. It's a bracket. Um, every, uh, every single year I go around and I gather all of the Oktoberfests that are put into packaging. So if you, uh, I'm not talking about crawlers, you have to actually put it into cans. Um, and they can't be like, you know, just filled on your uh, your crowler machine, little 16-ounce cans. They got to actually be packaged. Uh, I go around and gather them all, and I run them through a bracket. Um, depending on how many there are, sometimes you get a couple. Oh, I'm so burpy. 
I guess this beer is a, a burpee beer. Um, depending on how many there are released locally, sometimes I'll bump in um, some kind of an import. Sometimes I'll pull one in from out of uh, the area. Uh, we, we just take them all. If you are a home brewer, a local home brewer, and you want to put your home-brewed Oktoberfest beer into the competition, uh, I always welcome that too. You just have to get it to me. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not paying you for it. <laughs> um, you just got to get it to me and I will run it into the, the bracket and you will compete against some of the best uh, Oktoberfest here locally. Uh, when it's all said and done, it gets down to a final four, final three, depending on, again, how, how the brackets all work out. And we do a live show uh, from somewhere. I have not planned the live show yet. Uh, if you're a local brewer and you want me to do the live show at your tap room, uh, let me know. Uh, and then we, uh, we pick a winner. And it is the best uh, Oktoberfest of Cincinnati uh, for the year. And it comes now with a trophy, a Golden Gnome. The Golden Gnome trophy uh, is the most coveted prize in all of uh, Cincinnati craft beer, as all of you guys know. Um, so stay tuned for that. We will. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot about Oktoberfest from me for the next uh, couple months. Uh, a lot of times on this show, um, I will uh, do some of the uh, the head-to-head matchups. Uh, sometimes I'll just do random live. Uh, streams just on the weekends when I'm hanging out by the pool or sitting in the yard or sitting on the porch and I'll, I'll battle them that way. I've done some for my garage when I uh, am trying to get away from my children. So you never know when you're going to see it. Um, but then we'll, uh, we'll narrow it down and we will, uh, we will get down to uh, a nice little selection. And I'm, I'm excited to see what people do uh, this year. Uh, there has been some really, really good ones in the last couple of years. It gets really difficult uh, because the distinction between a Meritzen and a Fest beer has just gotten blurrier and blurrier every year, which is why I can't do two separate brackets because there's some beers that just kind of, they don't really lean one way or another. They're just square right down the middle, which uh, I love. Um, I, you know, I've, I would say that some of those have gotten very close to winning in recent years. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tom says that they are brewing theirs. There's this week out at uh, third eye. Marco says that fig leaf is tapping theirs on Thursday. I will be busy Thursday, which we'll talk about. Um, Julia says, will the Oktoberfest talk be more or less than uh 50 West goat yoga talk in our calendar episodes though? Uh, definitely more. It'll be more. <laughs> Because it's going to happen more than once a week, and I will talk about it for a lot longer than you guys mentioned goat yoga. Um, but you'll probably be just as annoyed with the uh, Oktoberfest talk as you are a goat yoga talk. <laughs> kind of uh, shifting topics a little bit, uh, kind of on the same uh, topic with Westside. Uh, the reason, I, I mean, let's be honest, the reason I was at Westside was to drink Oktoberfest, but I was also there to sit down and uh, talk to uh, uh, one of the owners, Joe Mumper, about uh, kind of their plans coming up with, uh, nope, nope, didn't change that, I guess. That's supposed to be uh, a Gilligan's logo, and it is not. Nope. No Gilligan's logo. That's okay. We'll uh, we'll just leave it off. Uh, uh, Gilligan's. So this is uh, a new taproom concept that is coming from Westside. Uh, I, there's a, there's an article about it on thegnarlygnome.com if you guys want to kind of dive into the details a little bit. Uh, but last week, I was a little bit confused about kind of how it all fit into things. So uh, Joe reached out and said, uh, you should come sit and have a beer and we'll uh, 
we'll, we'll kind of explain it the best we can. And uh, he nailed it and kind of laid out the whole story about uh, his family and uh, the Gilligan's uh, family. That's that's his uh, great grandpa and his grandpa were uh, uh, Gilligan's. And um, it makes a lot of their uh, Irish brands make a little more sense now. Uh, the Gilligan's uh, uh, Irish Stout, the foreign export stout, uh, Gilligan's, uh, you now see where that fits in. Even the German Irish lager, which you can kind of uh, abbreviate to Gil, uh, makes a little bit more sense. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a part of West Side that uh, doesn't get. It doesn't get a spotlight uh, shown on it uh, quite like it probably should, um, especially considering you know the there's there's a large uh, a, the Irish immigrants are a big part of what the West Side uh, is in the same way that the German immigrants were to OTR. So uh, it makes sense that uh, they have this uh, uh, this Irish side of their personality. They are um, taking that and um, uh, using it in this new concept in Wyoming. They're teaming up with, uh, what is it, e e EP Investments? It's the Ivory House and uh, the W Bar and all of that stuff that's happening in the old funeral home next to Westside. Uh, the investment group kind of behind all that um, is doing the food portion of this, uh, this uh, brew pub. And then the beer portion falls on West Side, and it's going to uh, fall under the uh, the Gilligan's banner. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get West Side beers, though. The core be core beers of this new tap room will be the Gilligan's ones, which are all Irish kind of inspired. And then you'll have other West Side stuff that is also on tap. They will be brewing on site, which I think a lot of people are confused about, uh, and a lot of people kind of get a little grumpy about about some of the newer tap rooms that open up that are not actually making beer. Uh, that gets confusing trying to explain to people what's a brewery, what's a tap room, what's what's not. Um, this is they're going to be making beer on site, um, and it's going to uh, <coughs> it's going to fit into kind of this this whole new redevelopment of the village. Uh, it was a village green, is what they call it. Um, there in uh, in Wyoming, uh, it's going to be kind of the the hub of all of that. So I'm excited to see it come uh, come to life and uh, see what they do with it, uh, and try a bunch of new beer that we all know is going to be delicious. Uh, I, I'm sure most of you guys know this. I live in Fairfield, uh, so I'm way closer to Wyoming than I am to uh, the west side. So it'll make a, a closer tap room for me to go uh, drink some beers. So I'm kind of excited about that too, <laughs> uh, because I do love uh, what west side has been doing. Um, we'll, uh, we'll hit one more thing and then we'll kind of wrap it up since uh, I'm kind of in a, uh, a foul mood tonight. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't, doesn't make it very, uh, 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 easy to sit and do a, a show. Um, Zane Lamprey. Um, we uh, have kind of talked about it a little bit. You guys, Zane's been on uh, my shows a couple times, and every year when he's in town, we we talk about it. He's coming to Fretboard this week, um, live show. That's where I'm going to be on Thursday, and I am so freaking excited about it. He is um, switching kind of the, with the show that uh, if you guys, anybody that came last year or the year before uh, the shows were, were fairly similar. 
this is a whole different kind of concept. It still has comedy, but there's also some interactive stuff that he does with the audience. Uh, I've heard some rumor about some drinking games and things like that. So uh, I'm really curious to see what he does with the show, but uh, we'll be there. <laughs> Josh says that Marco is a celebrity with Zane now. He is. He is the drug guy. <laughs> <laughs> which if anybody knows Marco, uh, is fun. <laughs> uh, so if anybody is looking, I think, I think that there are still tickets, uh, on sale. I believe I'm actually pretty sure that there are some tickets on sale. So you could still buy your ticket for, uh, for Zane Lamprey on Thursday. And then we could hang out and drink beer together. And, uh, that's always fun. Especially, uh, when you have a uh, crappy week, sometimes you just want to go and, uh, drink some beer with friends. So come, come drink beer with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's it though that's all i've got um hopefully everybody's week uh kicks off uh, nice and happy and fun and uh you guys are feeling great <laughs> man man i'm i'm in a, a grumpy mood <laughs> That's all right, though. I appreciate all of you guys uh, hanging out with me. It makes me feel better. It makes me uh, um, it makes me enjoy the moment, and that's uh, that's what this whole show is about. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if you like this show, if you like any of the stuff that I do, um, you can always go to thegnarlygnome.com slash support, and you can support that way. It'll take you to uh, Patreon. Uh, on Patreon, you get um, – you get – most of the time, when there's new Cincy Brewcast episodes, you get those a little bit early, sometimes really early, sometimes just a day or two early, but I try to get them as soon as they're done, as soon as they're edited, and as soon as they're uploaded, I send them over there so you guys can get the, the first crack at it and listen to them. Uh, we are approaching Oktoberfest season, which, if you've been paying attention, you know that that's when the next swag bag goes out for uh, Nomi's. Uh, there is a big swag bag that goes out at the beginning of the year for uh, the higher tier, but um, Oktoberfest, you get your, uh, um, your 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 standard swag bag, <laughs> and I've got a couple fun things that I'm going to um, toss in that one. Um, it will not be as crazy as the one that you got last time, um, because that was kind of a kickoff thing, but uh, there'll be some good stuff in this one, and I think you'll like it. Um, so stay tuned for that, and uh, for those of you who already do support, thank you. Uh, for those of you thinking about it, uh, thank you. I uh, I appreciate it. <sighs> I think that's it. We'll be back next week. Um, I do appreciate all of you. Um, if you uh, ever have any uh, ideas for things you want me to talk about on the show, just send them to me, and I will uh, I'll talk about them, or I will tell you I'm going to talk about them, and then I'll forget about it. Either way, uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> we will uh, we'll see you guys next week, uh, or maybe. If you're coming to the show on uh, on Thursday, we'll see you then. And uh, otherwise, everybody have a good one. Uh, go go finish some more beers. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hide in the basement and drink a bunch of beer. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Anchor Steam isn't bad, but it's definitely not as good as I remember it being. Uh, it's, it's just okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm.